You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. I thank you, Father God, for making the impossible possible, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for showing out, showing your favor, your love, your grace, your mercy, Father God, to us every single day. We thank you, God, that your mercies are new every single morning, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for your love. We thank you, Father God, for who you are towards us, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, for where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And we thank you, Father, for your grace. We appreciate you, Lord God. We want to take this time to appreciate you, Father, in Jesus' name, as our God, as our Father, as our friend, as our Master, as our Lord. We thank you, Father God, for all of these things. We thank you that you are good, that you are not a tyrant, that you are not an authoritarian. We thank you, God, that you are a good God, a fair God, an understanding God. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who intercedes for us on our behalf, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your son, who became like us, Father God, who made the ultimate sacrifice for us, bearing our sins on the cross, Father God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that we were as dirty rags, Father, but you saw us fit, Father, to send your son for us. So we thank you for it, God. We thank you, Father, for your perfection, Lord God, that in our imperfection, it brings out your perfection. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father God, for every situation, every uh, circumstance we've been through in this week, good, bad, or indifferent. We thank you, Father God, that no matter what in our weaknesses, you are strong, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that we're not meant to do things or go through things on our own, Father, but you are to guide us, Father God, and to order our steps, Lord God. So I thank you, Father God, that even within our plans, Father God, even when we feel as though we have it going on, you allow us to put pride to the side and allow you to order our steps, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Help us, God, to always do our due diligence, Father God, and plan the way you want us to, but also, most importantly, be led by your Holy Spirit through it all. We thank you, Father God. Help us to do our part, Father God. Help us to not just be hearers of the word, but doers, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, and not just in your written word, but your spoken word and your prophetic word and the things that you've given us, Father God, a day ago and the things that you've given us uh, uh, three years ago, whatever the case may be, Lord God. Help us, God, to be doers of your word. We thank you, Father God, for it. We honor you, Lord God, for it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for each and every person, Father God, joining Launch Church today. I pray, Lord God, that you bless them in abundance, Father God, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, Lord God, in Jesus' name. You see each and every individual. You see each and every family, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, that you are speaking to them, Father God, every situation, every problem, Lord God, that you are working it out, that you are solving it, Lord God, that 
you are the problem solver. So we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for showing up in their lives, Father God, so that their lives are testimonies of who you are, so that they could testify of the glory of God. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that on this week that we all lead by examples, example of who you are and what you've done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, that if we struggle displaying anything else, that we do not struggle displaying love, Father God, in Jesus' name, as you require us to do. I thank you, Lord God, that you require us to love you, which is the first commandment. And the second is like it, Father God, to love our neighbor as ourselves. We'll love one another, Lord God. So help us to really exercise and identify with loving on this week and every week, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for today's service. I pray, Father God, that you help us to receive every nugget, everything you will have us to receive through this word, through this life-changing word. I thank you, Father God, that we just don't hear it on today, Father God, and go back living in shambles, Father God, go back depressed, go back anxious, Father. But I pray, Lord God, that this word manifests and marinates in us, Father God, for life, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord God, that applies to our life. We thank you, Father God, that your word that says it all scripture, Father God, is meant for us, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Every uh, a piece of your word from front to back, map to map, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that we will apply your word to our lives, that we will understand it, Father God, and that we will apply it, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord God, that as we understand your word, Father God, we understand who you are, Lord God, understand how good you are, understanding your forgiveness, understanding your grace. And I thank you, Father God, that that will cause us to give you even more glory Father God, cause us to represent you the right way, Father God, in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that we are um, disciples and, and pleasers of you on this week and every week, Lord God, not pleasers of man. I thank you, Father God, that we will do right by one another, yes, but I pray that our focus be on pleasing you, on making you proud, on not worrying about what other people think about us, Lord God, but just making sure we are obedient, Father God, to you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that obedience is better than sacrifice, Lord God. So instead of sacrificing for man, help us to focus on being obedient to every step that you have for us to take, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that we cannot maneuver this life on our own. We cannot be truly successful on our own. But I thank you, Father God, it is with you that we are godly successful in every single way. I thank you, Father God, that you give us that peace. You give us that joy, Father God. You give us those important things on top of the monetary, the financial, Father God, the physical, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for all the gifts and the wealth that you've given us that are beyond money, God, in Jesus' name name. So I thank you for that godly success. I thank you, Father God, for the, uh, growing this ministry, Father God, in your eyes. It may it, it doesn't matter what it looks like in man's eyes, but I thank you, Father God, that you are pleased with this ministry, Father God. And I pray, Lord God, that you can continue to do whatever you want to do within this ministry, Lord God. Launch Church is your people, Father God. It is your ministry. It is led by you, God, and not by us, Lord God, not by man, Lord God. But I thank you, Lord God, that you have control. I thank you, Father God, that we will say what you need us to say, do what you need us to do, reach any and every community we you need us to reach, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
I thank you, Father God, that there's nothing too hard for you. I pray, Lord God, that you continue to speak to us, continue to speak to your leaders, continue to speak to your pastors and your apostles and speak to those, Father God, even a part of Launch Church, Father God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father, for your hedge of protection covering each and every one of us on this week and every week. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that we will refute every tongue that shall come upon us, Lord. We honor you and we bless your name. And we pray that you have your way in us, Holy Spirit, on today and every day, God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare. Amen and amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for that prayer prayed. We say it is received in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for being so great, for being so wonderful, for being so awesome, for being so just miraculous in everything you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God, we bless you. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I forgot, Lauren, if you could turn that worship music off. I forgot to do it. Um, praise God, because we'll be in the spirit just all everywhere. <laughs> oh, glory. Huh. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Felisa. Good morning, Jasmine, Cassandra, Monet, Nate. Praise God. Regina, Sean. Good morning, Sean. It's good to see you. I don't see you, but it's good to see you. Hallelujah. Y'all are y'all look just so wonderful and great. Uh uh, y'all just look so good there. Good morning. Lauren, if you could do me a favor, I stop the recording. I want to talk about a few things. I uh I didn't I wasn't gonna have people mad at us on on this upcoming week in Jesus' name. All right. Let's pray. You wanna pray? Okay. All right. Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord God. We thank you for allowing us to come here for another time to feast on your word, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that our hearts, our ears, and our minds are open to receive what you would have for us to receive on today, God. Holy Spirit, move how you need to move in this place. Give us what we need, oh God, to sustain us, Lord God, like only your word can. So we bless your name. We thank you for it. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, praise God. All right, let's get into this word, praise God. If there's any first-time visitors, on, I want to say uh, thank you for joining us today. Praise God. Uh, let's open up our Bibles to John chapter four. But thank you for visiting us today and, and, and being a, a, a partaker of Launch Church. We are extremely happy to have you be a part of our of our ministry. Praise God. And we pray that you find a home here and that today God gets you something that you can use for the rest of your life in Jesus name. Amen. All right. John chapter four. We've been talking about the spirit of worship. And I want to go to John chapter four and let's read our foundational scriptures. Uh, let's start at verse uh, 21. No, let's start at verse 20. Go ahead. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me, the hour has cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the father. Ye worship ye now, not what ye know what ye worship, what we worship. 
for salvation is of Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So God seeketh such to worship him. That piece right there just stands out to me the most. Just a brief review. We have this woman at the, the well, praise God. She's Jesus asked this woman, can you bring me, can you get me something to drink? And this woman is like, yo, Jesus, uh, you could do it. Uh, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. And Jesus prophesies to her, tells us about these. She's been with five different people and whatnot. And, and she said, well, hey, listen, I perceive you a prophet. And then Jesus comes to hear this uh, and talking to this woman. And she's like, well, I've been coming here like my father's been coming here to worship at, since before time. So, I mean, since God told us this is what we need to do. And Jesus said, yeah, you've been coming to this mountain, but you don't know what you worship. Right. right. You're just doing it just to do it. We got an, we, you're, you're doing it as a tradition instead of relationship. And Jesus begins to break down to her. Sadly, we only have it in English terms, but we're going to use these Greek words to get a full meaning of what he says here. And he says, those who worship my father must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we talked about we talked about that a true worshiper is somebody that is now allowing God to examine their lives and then tell them where they need to make a change at. And then they make or they proceed to make that change. And we got into a place where what we were I was giving you some history last week that on three times out the year, these these Jewish people had to come to a mountain and they had to bring something that that was worth something to sacrifice or give to God. And when they brought that something to to give to God, they were supposed to give it to the priest. The priest would sacrifice it and then that would determine their upcoming months and how successful it would be. But what they brought, they had to bring according to their blessing, which was huge because a lot of times now talking about today's time, we bring according to our situation. We bring according to what we're going through. But in this case, God says, bring according to your blessing and your blessing wasn't a blessing until the harvest came. So they were sowing what they knew that they knew they were going to reap back in the future. Does that make sense? Makes sense. So they weren't sowing based upon what they had right then. They were sowing according to the blessing that they perceived was coming in the future. That's big. I could take time and I could preach on that, especially when it comes down to giving in the ministry. That's how you sow. So we got back to this, back to, to John chapter two, and we saw where Jesus was kicking people out of the temple because they had brought the oxen during the, the, the time that they were supposed to. They had brought the sheep. They had brought the turtle doves. But instead of giving it to the priest to sacrifice, they started killing them. Excuse me. They started selling them and making money off it. They was banking. They were making bank. They were trying to get their bag, right? They was getting their bag, right? And Jesus saw it. He was like, yo, what are you doing? I need y'all to get up out of here. The Bible says he forged or put together a whip, started turning over tables and started whipping people until they got out of it. And then he makes this statement. He says, my father's house shall be a house of prayer. And we looked at that word prayer and that word prayer there meant in, in the Greek that I come into this place, I do a self-analysis, I do a self-examination, 
and I compare myself to someone that is higher than me and whatever that someone looks like or that I don't look like, I then cut that away from my body or cut that away from me as a person and I make myself resemble the one person that looks higher or that is higher than me. Well, we determined looking at Psalms that there's only one person that's higher than us. And that person is El Elyon, the most high God, the I am that I am. And I love the fact that God said this, right? He said he made us just a little lower than himself. And because we are just a little lower than himself, that means the only person, Lauren, that we are supposed to be comparing ourselves to is God. Don't compare yourself to me. Don't compare yourself to T.D. Jakes. Don't compare yourself to all the, to uh, Joe Osteen or to Stephen Furtick or to Jamal Bryant. Don't compare yourself to Prophet Ty. Whoever you are, be the best Nathaniel you can be. And when Nathaniel isn't hitting it right, Nathaniel compares himself to God. And he says, hey, God, what in me does not look like you so that I can address it so it can look like you? And when he does that, he gets God's authentic heart. Come on. And I don't, I don't say this to be... <laughs> I don't say this to be condescending. I don't say this to be mean. I don't say this to be, you know, just trashing other churches. But these 21-day fasts that we these churches do every year, that's what God told Daniel to do. <laughs> Man. I know I'm walking on some thin ice right now. Praise God. It's okay. I'm going to be the truth. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. We do these 21 day fasts and we, we, we give it up all this food to eat and all that stuff. And God told Daniel to do that. God didn't tell you to do that unless he told you to do that. Right. Unless he told you to do that. But in this particular case, what Daniel was dealing with, God said, Daniel, I need you to go on a 21 day fast. And Daniel did that. But now we've taken things out of the context of the Bible. We've taken it. And we said, we're just going to do this because we saw Daniel do it and it worked for Daniel. Or we saw Esther give up three days and three and three nights of fasting and it worked for Esther. And Jesus did say that some things come by prayer and fasting, but he didn't say some things come by prayer and 21 day fasting. He didn't say that some things come by prayer and three day fasting. Jesus fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Why didn't Jesus fast for 21 days? Because that wasn't what God called him to do. So am I against it? No. Is there, is there a, 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 a good heart behind it? Yes. But what is a 21-day fast if God hadn't told you to do it? It's just the diet. And where is the power in that 21-day fast if God hadn't told you to do it? I know I'm I, I know I'm opening some eyes today. <laughs> Praise God. I know I might be stepping on your toes, but it's okay. Where is it though? Jesus told Peter, go down to the river and the first fish you catch, open his mouth and you're gonna find some gold in it and pay our taxes with it. 
if we do this, what we do with the 21 day fast, then everybody, every one of us need to go fishing today after service. And the first fish we catch, we need to open up this mouth and, and it should be some gold in there. But if we do that, we'll find that we won't find that gold in that fish's mouth. Why? Because God didn't tell us to do that. Remember, I just said it earlier today. You have to work out your own soul salvation. Our instructions are never going to be the same until it comes to sin. I'll say that one more time. Our instructions are never going to be the same until it comes to sin. Right? God instructed us what we can and cannot do as far as sin. But when it comes down to relationship, the anointing, the weight that you carry might cause you to sacrifice some things more than the next person. Oh, I'm talking real good. And what we get messed up at, what we get, what we get off track or off kilt at is when we see Lauren is fasting for 21 days. So you know what? And she's seeing success in her life. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast for 21 days. And all you see in your life after 21 days is hunger. You see McDonald's. You see Burger King. You see them Dorito chips. In my case, you see popcorn. And you like this like, why is it not working for me, but it's working for her? Well, maybe it's because God told her to do that. And he didn't tell you to do it. So I want to address that because a lot of times as believers, we start comparing ourselves because we see someone having success in other areas. So we start comparing ourselves to them and we say, what are they doing? And it's what the world teaches us. Like the world teaches us when you see somebody being successful, go do what they do. But if, if that's not what God has called you to do, you, I mean, it's not going to work for you. Come on, how many people have made money off of real estate? But if God ain't called you to make money off of real estate, I don't care what you do. I don't care what kind of education you get. You're not going to make the money off of real estate. Why? Because there is a point. Matter of fact, let's just go there. Let's just go there. I'm sorry. I'm off. I'm off killed again. Let me go here. Let's open up our Bibles to uh, uh, Psalms. Um, Psalms. Praise God. Excuse me. Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22. Let's just go there real quick. I'm going to follow Holy Spirit, y'all. Can y'all bear with me for a second? Let me follow Holy Spirit. Praise God. Psalms, oh, excuse me, Proverbs 22. And we're going to look at verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Hallelujah. You want to read it, Vonda? It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. All right, let's let's talk about this because a lot of times when we hear this, when we hear this preached, we always think train up a child in the Bible, train up a child in, in God and, and, and how to speak in tongues and train up a child on how to pray and how to lay hands. And when he is old, he won't depart from it. But it's not saying that. I want to read this out of the Amplified. It says this, verse six, train up a child in the way he should go. In in keeping with his or hers individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. What does that mean? Every single child has an individual gift or something he's bent to or he leans towards or she leans towards every single child. And the Bible says, train up that child according to his or hers individual gift. 
which means each and every one of us are different. So what works for you may not work for me, and what works for me may not work for you. Why? Because we have an individual gift, something that we lean towards more than others, and if I'm trying to do what you do, it might cause me to lean away from my gift, and when I lean away from my gift, when I lean away from what God has knitted me to do and has knitted inside of me to do, then I find myself aggravated, I find myself upset, I find myself pulling my hair out. God, why isn't this working? She has success. He has success. Why am I not having success? Here is the reason why. Because I am trying to do something that God has not gifted me to do. I am trying to do something that God has not has called me to lean towards. And when I finally find what God has gifted me to do, what I do find myself leaning towards, then I find my success. Come on, in the chat, if you understand what I'm saying, say this type amen, please. In the chat, just type amen what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's not about a 21-day fast. It's not about eating Ezekiel bread. It's not about these things, praying these prayers, the Jabez prayer. That's all good. That's what God told them to do. But what is God telling you to do? What is he telling you to do? Some of you all, your blessing resides in just drinking more water. Oh my God. Some of you all, your blessing resides in just drinking more water. Open up the chat because I want to see the chat. Praise God. Amen. Drinking more water. Praise God. You, you, you going to the gym, you working out hard, you, you walking every day, you're running every day, and God said you're doing all that, and all I need you to do is drink your water. I need you to drink 66 ounces of water a day. Well, God, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Why is my health? Drink water. Do what God told you to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm preaching real good. Amen. I'm not even in my notes yet. Glory to God. I'm so far off of <laughs> I follow Holy Spirit. That's all right now. I want to bring you something, bring uh, something to your attention. Go to, uh, let's go to, uh, Pro, not Proverbs, let's go to Genesis chapter 15. Let's go to Genesis. Let's go there first. And let's let's get into these notes. Praise God. Genesis chapter 15, this is going to blow your mind. You know, uh, I know when I learned this or when it, when God gave me the revelation of this, it blew my mind. Genesis chapter 15. And we're going to start at verse six. Here's the importance of why when you examine yourself before God, against God, why it is important to do what he tells you to do, because this is worship. Again, worship is not lifting your hands and singing. Worship does not mean anything. Does your voice is pretty. Worship is not speaking in tongues. Worship ain't falling before your face and on your face and on your knees and you out for four or four or five hours. That's not worship. That's just a product of it. True worship is when God tells you to do something, are you obedient to do it? That is what worship is. Hallelujah. This is good. So let's look at so what? Okay, so let's look at Genesis chapter 15, and we're going to start at verse 6, okay? 
And it reads like this. And he believed in the Lord, talking about Abram at the time, or Abraham. And he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees and gave thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? This is Abram asking God, how should I know that I am going to inherit this? God spoke, and now Abram's asking the question. Verse 9, and God said unto Abram, take me a heifer of three years old, take me a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And Abraham took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each one against another. But, everybody say but. But, but, he, but the birds, he did not divide. So Abraham took the heifer of three years, he took the goat of three years, and he took the ram of three years, and he divided them down to half in half like God told him to. But he did not take the turtle doves and he did not take the young pigeons and divide them. Let's see what happened. So before we go there, Abraham got instructions from God. He examined himself before God. God told him what to do to inherit the blessing. God said, Abraham, I got a blessing for you. I got some land for you. This is what you got to do in order to inherit this land. Take a ram, take a heifer, take a goat, praise God, take a turtle dove, and take some pigeons. Divide them in half and lay them before me. Abraham said, okay, I'll take the ram, I'll take the heifer, and I'll take the goat, and I'll divide that in half. But the turtle doves, that's too small. The pigeons, that's too small. I won't do that. Verse 11, let's, let's look at what happened. And when the fowls came down upon the, the, the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was gone down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. He said unto Abram, talking about God, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and thou shalt serve them, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. Why? Why is this? Because Abraham decided that because the turtle doves are so small, because the pigeons are so small, that instruction God gave me was so small. That, that ain't nothing. God said, just drink eight ounces of water every day. I ain't worried about that. I, that's, that's just so small. I need the big stuff, God. Because he decided, I'm not going to do all that God told me to do. I just do some of it. It caused his people to be stranger, strangers in a land for 400 years. This is what Moses, this is talking about Moses and the Israelites, when Moses came and saved them out. This happened way hundreds upon hundreds of years. This prophecy was given to Abraham because of his refusal to do complete worship, to be a true worshiper and completely 
be obedient to what God told him to do. God said, Abraham, take that heifer, take that goat, take that ram that is three years of age. In addition to that, I want you to take a turtle dove and I want you to take a young pigeon and lay them before me in half. I'm making covenant with you right now. I'm covenant. This is the way I am making a covenant with you so that you know that I have given you this land. And Abraham said, okay, God, I'll take the goat. I'll take the heifer and I'll take, praise God, the ram. But the doves and the pigeons, I'm not worried about that. That's so small. I'll sacrifice them, but I won't cut them in half the way you told me to. And because of that, 400 years, the Bible says a deep sleep fell upon Abraham and it was a dark sleep. A lot of us today, we want to say it's a nightmare, but it wasn't a nightmare. God was actually talking to Abraham in the darkness of his dream. And God said, because of your disobedience, your people shall be slaves in a land for 400 years. I'm talking real loud because my, my Apple watch has said, if you don't lower the decimal, you're going to go deaf. <laughs> Y'all, I'm screaming in his microphone. <laughs> so I wonder today, I wonder today if we are struggling because God told us to do something and because it was so small, we decided not to do it. And as a result, this has happened. Well, we have caused our families to struggle. Maybe unnecessary arguments in your relationships, in your marriages, maybe terminations from your job. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I hear you. What is that small thing God has asked you to do? Man, maybe things might be a little different if you just go back and revisit the instructions he gave you. Revisit what he told you to do and see if you missed anything. God, I know you called me to Jacksonville. That's the big thing. But am I missing something in there? Was I supposed to sell something? Was I supposed to buy something? Was I supposed to go, you know, meet somebody? Was I supposed to apologize? Was I supposed to, to not have somebody come back into my life? What is that small thing? Because I don't want to cause my family's generation 400 years of slavery and affliction. See, this right here, this deals with generational curses that we want to call, oh, that's just the enemy attacking your bloodline. Sometimes it's not the enemy attacking your, blood your bloodline. Sometimes your family deals with al alcoholism because of what somebody refused to do. Oh, man, I'm preaching real good. Because what somebody refused to do, what God told them to do, and as a result, it is a, 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 a judgment against you and your family. And, and maybe today you're that person in your family. Ay, 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 ay. 
maybe you're that person in your family today. I don't know about you, but in my family, hallelujah, I talk about my family. I won't talk about yours. I'll talk about my family. In my family, we are big about having kids outside of wedlock. If you meet the Warrens, the Warrens, praise God, my, I have 376 first cousins. And it's only 12. Aunt, well, I got 11 aunties and uncles, and my dad makes 12 as far as children. 12 boys and girls have 376 first cousins or children between the 12 of them. My family is huge on not having or, or having kids outside of marriage. Huge. But now here goes my family, my immediate family, my sister, my brother, and me. We get together and we say as teenagers, we won't be that. We're going to make the small adjustment and wait to have kids inside of our marriage. We don't want that on us. We don't want that to keep lingering, paying child support after child support, and you got so much child support that you can't take care of your family, your, the family you're living with, because all your money is gone, and by the time you see your check, you don't work two weeks, your check supposed to be $2,000, but by the time you get it, it's three hundred. Come on. So we made a commitment. We won't be that. And what are we doing? We're breaking a generational curse that was started not from a devil attacking us, but from somebody's disobedience. But let's talk about the fact that you first have to identify it. You said something important. You said the three of you all. So you had to you had to have known God's will and God's word to come up with that, to know that that's not God's will. He doesn't want us having kids out of wedlock. That's not for us and our generation and the generations to come. So in order for us to get to a place of um, correcting, we first have to see that there is an issue. We have to ask God, you know, show us, show us what's in our bloodline. Show us what needs to be broken. Show, show me what do I need to do, God? What is my responsibility in the bloodline? Because it's not just for me. And, and, and I want to say this too, like to give the whole balance, because I believe in giving the balance. But those who might say, I mean, I have kids outside of well, that's not, it's not, you did it then. Yeah. Now you know. So now you say, you know what? I, no guilt here, no shame here. But now I'm redeeming my mind to the word of God, which is, this is what I want. Because it, it's, it's, not only, it's not only hell for the, 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 the man in the situation, it's also hell for the woman. Because now she's raising a family by herself. It, it becomes extremely hard for her. It's a reason why God said out of the blessing of the marriage, he told Abraham and, and not Abraham, he told uh, uh, Adam and Eve out of the blessing, bring forth children, meaning that we are blessed together. So out of this togetherness, we bring forth children and the world has twisted the view so much. That it's cool now to have a kid in your 20s and I got to have it in my 20s because if I get to my 30s, it's too late. And we just bring a kid in and, and, it, and then you have to deal with the next 18 years of fighting with a man or fighting with a woman to get finances to help the kid and all this other stuff. And it's like, yo, what is going on? Like, why am I here? Right here. Maybe you are the person today. Not maybe you are the person today that makes a stand and says, I won't be an Abram. 
I won't do half of what God says. I'm going to do all of what God says because I don't want to create an issue in my own bloodline. I don't want to create an issue that my children have to deal with when I'm dead and gone. Come on. If Jesus tarries. Abraham for a whole generation, one man for a whole generation of, of children of Israel, a whole generation. 400 years of slavery because he didn't obey what God told him to do. Now, I believe because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we don't have to go through that. When we say, God, forgive us, God, please cleanse me of all unrighteousness, we get a clean slate. That's what Jesus means to us, that we don't know how, we don't know, no longer have to go through something like this. But if we don't ever get to that point where we say, God, forgive us, and then we repent, make a 180 degree change and go the opposite di direction and go and find out what the instruction is. Some of you guys were supposed to apologize to some people years ago and you still haven't done it. And you're wondering why the blessing isn't flowing in your life. My God. My God. You're wondering why the blessing isn't flowing in your life because you have yet to go and apologize to somebody. Yeah, but they was wrong. They did me wrong. I don't owe them no apology. Well, look, look here. Didn't they not do Jesus wrong? A perfect man who knew no sin. See, what happens is when we when we when we begin to say, well, they did me wrong, and and, and they both they supposed to apologize to me, that means we are now comparing ourselves to someone who was on our same level. <laughs> and we're no longer in worship. But when we can go back and apologize to somebody who did us wrong and rectify the situation, that means now we are comparing ourselves to someone that is higher than us. And if Jesus can look at people and say, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. I mean, I can just see him on that cross. One man to his left, the other to his right. One of them saying, you're supposed to be this king of kings and this Lord of lords, all powerful. Get us off of this so we can run away. I can see the Romans spitting in his face and, 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 and mocking him and, oh, you're the king of the Jews, but you're on the cross about to die. The Bible says they were gambling over his clothes putting wine on a sponge and making him drink wine. Before he even made it to the cross, uh, Rome, uh, Hebrews 12 tells us that they took a, a whip and they call it a cat of nine tails, which means they take a whip and they dip it in lava and then they run the whip through nails and glass and rocks and all this stuff so that it sticks and dries on there. And then they take that cat of nine tails and they hit you with it. And the, his body's getting hit with all these nails and rocks and glass. So as the whip hits you, it locks into your skin, into your flesh. And as they pull it away, they yank out chunks of his flesh. And then he said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. But they know not what they do. 
And here we are mad at somebody over $35. Mad at somebody because they made a comment about our child. Mad at somebody because they got the promotion and you didn't. Why? Because we're comparing ourselves to each other instead of comparing ourselves to the most high God. Jesus said, forgive them. They ripped out chunks of my flesh. They humiliated, humiliated me. We get the clean version on TV. My Bible says they beat Jesus till you couldn't even recognize he was a man. He didn't hang up there with some white cloth over his genitals. My Bible says he hung up there naked. Complete embarrassment. And he still was able to say, forgive them. Why? Because he understood if he harbored unforgiveness, the relationship between us and the Father could not be renewed. He said, it's bigger than me. Oh, man. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than Launch Church. This is bigger. That's why I just said today at the beginning, there is no hate at this church. I'm going to teach the word, yes, but I'm teaching it from a place of love, not condemnation. Why? Because it's bigger than Joshua. It's bigger than Launch Church. It's bigger than this city, Jacksonville. And I refuse to have my children deal with stuff. I refuse to leave this city. If Jesus tarries and I go on to be with God, I refuse to leave this city dealing with stuff because I refuse to get myself right and to follow 100% the instructions that God gave me. I'm telling you, man, some of you guys need to call some people and cut off some relationships. It's time out. You've been debating whether or not I should take him back. I should take her back. It's been in your mind. He, I love him. It, it was good, but I know it, it wasn't that great. You know, some years ago, praise God. Pull up the names. I, I don't know. God, keep telling me. Let me see the names. Let me see the names. Hallelujah. Uh, should I should I take this or should I take that? And, and, and I love him. He says he wants to come back and do right. Praise God. And, 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 and God is like, yo, I told you, let that go. Stop reopening doors that we've already closed. I'm sorry, y'all. God keep telling me, look at the names. I'm, I'm trying to see who he's highlighting because he's trying to talk. Hallelujah. Go back, go scroll up. Monet. Sean. So I'm seeing. Stop opening doors that God has closed. Stop opening doors that God has closed. Cassandra. Stop opening doors that God has closed. So I keep hearing, stop opening doors that God has closed. 
Stop opening doors that God has closed. Just matter of fact, just say it. I'm not going to open doors that God has closed. I'm not going to open doors that God has closed. Hallelujah. I don't want to cause my family 400 years of slavery, 400 years of dealing with stuff. Praise God. Because of my disobedience. As a matter of fact, Lord God, even now I declare and decree right now in Jesus name that the, the buck stops right here with my family. You guys ought to be saying this right now. The buck stops right here with my family. I will not, praise God, have, have my family uh, dealing with 400 years of slavery because of somebody's disobedience. But I will be obedient to what you tell me to do, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I will be obedient to what you tell me to do, Lord God, because not only do I love you, but I love my children's future. I love the future of my family, and I want them to be successful. I don't want them to go through what I went through. So I want I will do what is necessary, and I will follow each instruction because I know in that instruction, Lord God, you will keep my family safe. In that instruction, Lord God, you will pour out blessings upon them, and I refuse to be the person that hinders the blessing in my family because I want to do what I want to do or I want to do what makes my flesh feel right or feel good. I want to have the attitude. I want to give a piece of my mind. I want to show them what I'm really thinking about. I want to show them who I really am. I want to show them where I was raised at. And as a result, I'm losing and causing more damnation in my bloodline. Today, Lord God, I choose to walk in love. Today, Lord God, I choose to operate and do and complete every task, every assignment that you have given me in Jesus' name with no questions, no if, and, or buts about it in Jesus' name. This same guy now understood this. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And then God came to Abraham and said, I want you to go sacrifice your son, Isaac. Notice during that time, Abraham didn't question God. It said the next morning early, he rose up and he went to sacrifice his son because he learned when he was Abram that when I question God or I do half of what God tells me to do, it causes my generation to have slavery for 400 years. So now, though I don't understand it all, and though, God, I don't understand why you would give me a son and then tell me to sacrifice him, I don't get it. But what I do know is I saw what happened when I didn't do what you told me to do in its entirety. So this time, when you tell me to do this, I'll get up early in the morning, praise God, and I'll set out to go sacrifice my son because I don't want what happened when I was Abram to happen when I'm Abraham. So Abraham got up early and he went to go sacrifice his son. And the Bible says that Abraham already knew, though he did not understand what God was telling him to do, that if he killed his son, God must was going to bring him back from the dead right then and there. So Abraham said, I'm not going to question you. I'm not going to do it halfway. I'm going to get up there, Lord God, early in the morning, and I'm going to go sacrifice my son because I don't want my generation to be added another 400 years of slavery. Bible says Abraham got up and he went. He left. Immediately, he didn't question why. He didn't say, why, Lord, why this, why that? He got up and he went immediately. 
And when he did what God told him to do, the Bible says God provided what we love to say, a ram in a bush. Hallelujah. It may not make sense today, guys, what God is telling you to do. It may not make complete sense what God is telling you to do. But I promise you, when you do what he tells you to do, there will always be a ram in the bush. I didn't preach nothing what I was supposed to preach today, but I'm, I'm so satisfied in what God has told me to release to you all today. The difference between when you do some of what he tells you to do compared to when you do what he tells you to do. When you do what he tells you to do, there is a ram in the bush. Checks show up out of nowhere in the mail. People get blessed or get a mindset in the middle of the night to say, hey, let me pick up this person and bless them with a seed, praise God. That has happened to us within a week twice. And everybody knows, yes, we run these businesses and all this stuff, but we are in a tough time. Me and my wife, if we're being totally transparent with you guys, we are in a tough time financially. And God keeps providing and providing and providing and providing. Why? Because we are doing what he tells us to do. And some of you all are not seeing God's hand in your life because you're still, you're juggling whether or not should I do it. That's the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're juggling whether or not should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I, should I go forth and do this, God? Should, but God, this don't make sense. I don't understand. Why would you have me to start a business right now in an economy that the way it is right now? Why would you have me do this right now when the economy is set up like this? Why would you have me go back and apologize, God, to this person that happened 10 years ago? They're not even thinking about it. And God says, forget all of that. And just do what I tell you to do. Amen. And I promise you, when you show up to do what I tell you to do, I'll provide, praise God, a room in a bush. I'll provide the room in a bush. I'll take care of you. But it starts with you taking care of what I told you to do. I am God. I hear him saying, I am God. And I know what I'm doing. I'm not guessing at this. I'm not putting it together as it comes. I know who I am and I know what I'm doing. And if you truly trust on me, if you truly rely in me, if you truly rely on me, lean on my personality. I know what I am doing. And I promise you, everything that I do is to maximize who you are on this earth today. But it takes you believing in who I am. And as I've told you, I am the I am that I am. I know what I'm doing. The earth is my footstool, praise God. I sit high, praise God. And I look low, praise God. But it takes you trusting me. Amen. And getting out of doubt, getting out of unbelief, getting out of I don't know, getting out of juggling and just trust that I am the I am. And I know what I'm doing in Jesus' name. Mm. I'm out, it's like I hear his heart. It's like he's, it's almost like a, a, a holy anger. I'm tired of my children not trusting me. 
I have set myself up. I have obligated myself to you and you still won't trust me. Oh. Oh. Come on, you ought to just lift your hands and say, God, I trust you. God, I'll trust you, God. I'll trust you, God. Even when I don't understand it, God, I'll trust you. Even when it doesn't make sense, God, I'll trust you. Even when the money isn't there, I'll trust you, God. Even when it seems like everything is going against me, I'll trust you. When it seems like I'm walking against the crowd, I'll trust you. When it seems like I'm standing in the desert waiting for my ship to come in, I'll trust you, Lord God. When I'm in the midst of a hurricane, I'll trust you, Lord God. When I'm in the midst of depression, I'll trust you, Lord God. I'll do what you tell me to do, even though it doesn't make sense, even though my flesh doesn't want to do it. I'll trust you, Lord God. I'll trust you, God. Even though I've been single and I want to be married, Lord God, I'll trust you. I'll trust you, Lord God. You have the right person out there for me. You have the right woman out there for me. You have the right man out there for me. I'll trust you, Lord God. Even though I want children, God, I'll trust you. Trust you, Father. I'll trust you, Father. Oh, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I'll write that book, God. I'll make that album, God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I'll trust you. I'll trust you, Father. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You don't have to convince me anymore, Father. I'll just do it. In Jesus' name. I'll just do it in Jesus' name. I hear right now, Bethany, God is telling you it's time for you to jump 100% in. All the questions that you have, and you have a lot of them, God said he can't answer you until you commit 100%. He is calling you. You are supposed to be the family generational curse breaker. And you don't understand why everything is happening in your family that is happening. You're trying to figure it out. You've been asking questions for like the last month. And it's been like real heavy question after question after question after question. And God is saying to you today, Bethany. That if you want your answers, you got to jump out of the boat into the deep end and you got to fully commit to me. 
No more halfway in, halfway out. No more figuring if this is what I want to do or if this is not what I want to do. God is calling you to jump in. It is what you want. If you want answers to your questions, this is how I hear it in my spirit. If you want answers to your questions, commit to me fully. He's giving you the power to break the strongholds in your family. He's giving you the power to break the diseases in your family. He's giving you the power. But until you accept who you are, praise God, until you accept who he's called you to be and you dive into it 100%, you're going to stay right here asking questions. There's a reason why these answers that people give you, your friends give you, aren't satisfying enough. There's a reason why you keep asking question after question. And though the people God has put in your life are good and they're giving you great answers, it doesn't set 100% solely in your spirit. You don't get all of it totally because God says what you are looking for is only found in me. And you got to jump 100% in. You, Bethany, you got to jump 100% in and trust that he is the I am that I am. Your deliverance is in your obedience. Your answers are in your obedience. God is saying it's time for you to come home. It's time for you to stop playing church and let it manifest in your life for real. Ye na ma shato yorobo shoko. I shanama taye tabo. Yokroba shata yi shaka. Yanama shoko yorobo shata. I shaka baba. Yokrobo bobo. Yata yi na ma shanayaba. Rapapa. Ekeke labasha nenani. Yoko yarabashata ye. Bababa shokobo. Ekra baba. Sean. I keep hearing, allow people to love you. You have this, I, I'll do it by myself mentality. I'll make it work. I'll find it. I'll, I'll find what I got to find in order to make things come together. I'll, I'll push myself, to, even if I got to push myself. Yes, it's hard, but I'll push myself and I'm not going to ask nobody. If I got to do it by myself, I will. And I hear God saying today, Sean, your victory is in allowing people to love you. Allowing people to be there for you. But here's the catch. God says it's not going to be anybody because you're in a very pivotal time of your life. God says he's put you in a place to love to for certain people to, to love you. He's put you in a place for certain people to be there for you. But you got to go back to that place. Okay. You strayed away from the place. 
that he's placed you to be in. There's where you're going to find your help. There's where you're going to find your peace. It's not in the fleshly, and I'm going to stop right there. It's not in the flesh. It's not in the flesh. You got a family right here. You got a family right here. I see 14 people on this live that will be there for you, Sean. That will assist you. But you got to be willing to let us in. In Jesus' name. I am God. God is saying he is God. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. I hear Anja, I keep hearing your name. God keeps ringing you up. Anja, trust me. He knows what he's doing. Trust him, Anja. Trust him. You say, well, I trust him. There's, a, there's another level of trust that he's calling you to. There's another level of trust, Anja, that God is calling you to. You trust him. For little things like you can trust him for somebody sowing into your life. But God is saying there's another level. You know what the level is. I don't have to say it out on live, uh, on, on live in front of everybody. You know exactly what it is. God is saying there's another level of trust. He's called you to. You know what it is. Question is. When are you going to do it? You started it, you stopped it. 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 This is what I see in the spirit. I see you starting, then you stopping. You starting, and 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 then you stopping. It's been like that years throughout your life. And God is saying, when are you going to start and keep going? Despite what it looks like. Despite what the concern is. When are you going to start and keep going. And you know what it is. You know what he's called you to do. In Jesus' name. Say anything you want to add. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Let this week and this remaining 10 days of all, we're in day seven. 
is remaining 10 days of all. Let this be a week that God, when God says something to you, that you do it. How about you spend, matter of fact, why don't we spend these next three days just before his face in your inward person just consistently throughout the day, ask God, is there something I need to do? Is there something you want me to do? These next three days, the last three days of awe, so that the blessing of the Lord can show up in your life. Because I keep hearing, like I've heard all, I've heard all service long that the year is not over. Some of you all started this year and you said, this is my year. I hear, and a matter of fact, I see the I see Regina saying that Regina, you're saying that you started this. You're saying this is my year. I see it. Felisa, I see you saying it. God's showing me this is my year. And God said it is your year. That's why I introduced you to these two people right here and to this ministry, because it is your year. And it's like, man, it's come to a point like, golly, I thought this was my year. Like, it's, I've had some wins, I've had some successes, but it, it wasn't what I quite thought it would be. But I hear, but I hear God saying, the year isn't over yet. I hear this for, for, for Shalonda too. I don't know if she's still on, but for Shalonda too, you said, this is my year. This is my year. Like, I, 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 like I'm seeing your faces, like at the beginning of the year, y'all were saying, yeah, this is my year. This is going to be my best year. Like I'm seeing your faces say that, like things are going to come together this year. And it seems like now we are in October. And you look up and be like, man, 10 months have gone by and it still looks like I'm in the same spot. But God has said, you're not in the same spot. You have grown and you have matured. I even hear in Regina's case, your heart, the pain that was around your heart has dissipated. You find yourself trusting a little more. And it's not much, but it's, it's like, all right, yeah. And I, I keep hearing since we sat down and I didn't know who it was for, but now I do. It's Regina, Felisa, and Shalonda. The year's not over. Yes, we're in month 10, but the year's not over. Trust them. Trust him. Trust him. Time out for I'm going to do and time in for just do. Trust him. The year's not over yet. And if my God can create the heavens and the earth in six days, what can he do with three months left or two months left? Really three, because October just started. What can he do 
with these three months. Trust him. Right? though, I, I hear God saying to Regina, Felisa, and Shalanda, sit down and write a receipt. Write what you were expecting to accomplish this year down on a piece of paper and present that to God. Matter of fact, if you can, email it to me and, and, and I will print it out or Felisa and, and Regina Bring it on Wednesday, and I will anoint it. Shalonda, email it to me, and I will anoint it. I will print out and anoint it and be in prayer with you guys because I, I hear God saying the year is not over. Huh? It, uh, launch CJAX at gmail.com. Launch CJAX for Shalonda at gmail.com. And Regina and, and Felisa, you guys coming on Wednesday, bring the paper with you, and I'm going to anoint it and pray over it and believe with you because the year's not over. And God, God is, is, is going to do what he has said he is going to do in your life this year, this year. In Jesus' name. This year. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I hear you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What are you saying to them, Father? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear you. Hallelujah, Father. Chris and Christopher and Malika, I hear God saying that I am so pleased. And he's saying, get ready because I'm getting ready to propel you guys faster than you've ever been before. Like, Chris, you're going to start feeling a spirit of teach come on you. And it's, it's different because you're quiet, like you're good with being quiet, but you're going to start feel like in the end, you probably already felt it. But like in the inside, you're going to feel like, man, I, I, I want to say something. <laughs> I got I got something to say. That's not hallelujah. That's not just you feeling like you want to say that's God saying I'm propelling you two as a couple. I'm 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 it's like I'm, I see a, you've seen that you heard this analogy, like a rubber band being stretched. And he's just like about to fling you guys where you're supposed to be at. And don't be surprised when your mentors start to ask you to say certain things and to talk on certain things. And you know who your mentors are because we have the same mentors. Don't be surprised when they come to you and ask you to say, hey, do you mind talking about this? Do you mind, you know, teaching on this? Do you mind praying for this person? And is God saying your season is now your due season is here. And he is so pleased at the work you have been putting in. And it has not been easy. 
It's been that pull your hair out type of work. It's been that why am I even here, God, type of work. It's been that God, please give me another option type of work. But because you have endured, because you have shown yourself faithful, because you said, I refuse to quit, to quit God says he is well pleased and he is getting ready to show you the two season to the work you have put in. You ought to lift your hand and say, I received that in Jesus' name. Chris and Malika, in Jesus' name, I received that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, I feel a release. I'm sorry to keep y'all longer than normal. I feel a release. I feel a release in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's all gone. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. God, we thank you for this word. Lord God, a prophetic word because none of this was in my script today, Lord God. None of this was in our notes, Lord God, but I thank you, Father God, that you are a God that can take over a service. And I thank you that I am your son, that I will give you reign and rule to take over a service in any way you want to. I don't care about what I studied. I don't care about what I put down on paper. All I care about is that you get your message together and get your message across to your people, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for counting us faithful enough to show up in our midst. Hallelujah, Lord God. I bless you and I adore you and I love you and I lift you up. We love you. We lift you up. As a church, Lord God, we think well of you. As a church, Lord God, we speak well of you, Father. As a church, Lord God, we are expecting you, Lord God. Our expectation is on you. We trust you with everything on the inside of us. We always will. We will never doubt. We will lean on, rely on, and adhere to what you say, Father God. We trust you and you alone, Lord God. Lead us. Show us the way. We will stand still and see, hallelujah, your salvation in Jesus' name. We bless you, Father. We honor you. And I thank you that this word has fallen on great ground in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I pray you guys got something out of this word today. I know I did. I was blessed. And I was minute and I was ministered to praise God. I know I see you receive it. Amen. I receive it for you guys in Jesus name. Hallelujah. So, uh, again, uh, quickly as you well, first of all, let me do the offering. If you guys decide to give praise God, you guys know how to do it. You can text the word launch to one eight, 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 three, six, four, give one eight, 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 three, six, four, give in Jesus name. If not, you can go right to our website at launchchurchjacks.com and click on the give tab there. And we thank you. We appreciate you for whatever gift you got that God lays on your heart to give in Jesus name. Again, we are meeting this Wednesday uh, really quickly. While I have some of you guys on here that are out of, out of the city of Jacksonville, we're going to be meeting Wednesday. We're going to be dis discussing this building opportunity that has come into our, our laps. Praise God on Wednesday night. But and most importantly, we're going to be discussing um, uh, ways to uh, address and attack this city for God in Jesus name. So I'm really looking forward about it. We'll have dinner here for you guys. Don't worry about eating. Uh, we'll have dinner here for you guys. But I'm lo really looking forward to, to what God is going to say um, in this meeting. So, uh, this week, as I was praying about it, um, I know there are people that consider Launch Church their church across the world. Praise God. And God told me say to open up a Zoom. So if there is anybody in here that's not in Jacksonville and you want to be on this meeting on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, if you can in the chat, just let me know. Um, and I'll go ahead and build a Zoom so you can be on there. Praise God. If you can, just let us know. Say, hey, I, I, I want to participate. I want to be a part of it in Jesus' name. And, and that will be great.
Um, if not, then we'll just go with the people. I think it's about nine or ten of us that's going to be here on on um Wednesday, and we'll just go with the people here. But we're moving, you guys. We are moving in Jesus' name. And uh, because we're moving, I know God is going to be moving, and he's directing us. And I just believe in his best. I believe that this is going to be a great, great finish to the year. And I believe two, 2024 is going to be completely awesome. So, amen. If, uh, if you do want to be a part of it, maybe you don't want to put in the chat now, but you want to reach out to me, text it to me, whatever it is, that's fine. And uh, we'll we'll start the Zoom. Uh, we'll, we'll create a Zoom link. If you don't text me, I'm not going to create a Zoom link. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I don't want to do it. But if you do text me, we'll create one and we'll we'll make sure that we uh we um we uh we have you here so you can be a part of the conversation in Jesus' name. All right. For those who are giving, go ahead and lift up your phone. Praise God. Oh, wait, wait a second. Let me give. I hadn't given yet. Let me give. Give me one second. I want to be able to give too. Um Uh, what's the give? What's the numbers for give? I know what is give though. What is it? Eight, three, four, four. Um, six, four, eight, three. Let me give in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't think that's right. Or yeah, it would have gave back something. I don't text some random person. <laughs> All right, amen. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right, here we go. In Jesus' name. <sighs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. All right, let's hold it up in Jesus' name. Father God, we just thank you right now for those who are giving, even us, Lord God, who are giving. Father God, we just decree and declare right now in Jesus' name that that the Luke 638 blessing upon each and every one of us, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you will cause men to give into our bosom, press down, shaking together, and running over. We will have men to give into our bosom 30, 60, and 100 fold. We declare every need is met in each and every family, Lord God. Every bill is paid. Hallelujah. There is food on the table, Father God. Excuse me. There's a roof over their heads in Jesus name. And we declare that you will rebuke the devourer away from our seed sown right now and that the harvest will be returned in Jesus name. We pray. And Lord, we also thank you for this week, Father God. We release ministering and warring angels throughout this week, Lord God. And we declare right now in Jesus name that in this last three days of the 10 days of our Lord God, that you will show up in a mighty, mighty way. We are listening to you, Lord God, and we are going to do exactly what you would have us to do. In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare. We love you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Be blessed for some for those who are going to be here Wednesday. We'll see you on Wednesday at seven o'clock. Love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.